0: It's your girl, P, and I'm back with episode number eight. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank you guys for supporting the podcast. Thank you guys for just showing up. And let's go ahead and jump right into it. So for today, I just want to talk about don't disqualify yourself from the race. Um, The reason why I was just like thinking of this was because I was just kind of like this week kind of been a little like it's been good but it's also been like one of those weeks where you kind of just like I don't know like dang like it's getting a little hard out here but it's also been like good at the same time so you kind of like in that place where you just like you don't under well Me personally, I don't kind of understand what is going on, but I'm still looking forward to what I know God is going to do. And because of the fact that I can rest assured that God is going to work things out on my behalf, I don't want to disqualify myself from the promise that God has for me. So I don't want to disqualify myself from the race simply because I can't see what God is doing ahead of me. Just because I can't see the finish line doesn't mean... I can't proceed towards it or doesn't mean I shouldn't have faith that the finish line is there. You feel me? So, don't disqualify yourself from the race. And basically, the idea of this is that sometimes we, as Christians, on our walk, we get in this place where we feel unworthy. We get in this place where we start talking down on ourselves. We get in this place where we just, like, lack... um, you know, the discipline to keep pushing. Sometimes we lack the understanding that even though our situation and circumstances may not be the best, that God has more in store for us, that God has better on the way for us. So we can get in this posture of self-pity. We can get in this posture of, you know, start talking down on ourselves without even realizing that Although these trials and tribulations are going on, that in the midst of it, God is building our character. And I found myself in this place of self-pity and, you know, just like kind of talking down on myself like, dang, why God chose me to go through this or why God chose me to do this or why God chose me to go through these kind of obstacles to get to the place where he's calling me to be or why I got to go through these kind of things to develop my character. And also, one thing that ties into this, um, that that really blows out of proportion, really, is you know the statement, like, comparison is a thief of joy? Like, it really is. It will literally steal your joy on this walk if you are busy watching other people who are in the faith as well, pursuing God as well, and you're watching their progress versus your progress. And... I did find myself in that space, y'all, like, kind of comparing myself to other people who are Christians as well, other people who are pursuing God as well, and basically, like, looking at them, like, dang, God, like, they're, you know, they're doing better than me, or they're progressing faster than me, or, oh, God, you gave them this kind of platform with this many kind of followers, you gave them this kind of influence, or... You know, kind of just getting in that space of comparing yourself to the next person. And that will literally kill your joy on this walk. So I had to, like, go to God and tell him, like, you know, remove this from me, like remove this spirit of comparison because I know the enemy trying to trick me into believing that what you have for me is not as great as what you have for other people. And that is a complete lie because what God has for you, no eyes have seen, no ears have heard. And we just have to kind of stand firm in the fact that God has us. And just try not to compare yourself on this journey because, again, it's very easy to look left and look right and see what other people are doing, to see other people's progress, to see how other people are, you know, developing in the faith and moving at a faster pace than you. But the truth is God knows your capacity. God knows how much you can and cannot handle. And it's not to say that anybody's better than you, but it is a fact that, they can handle more than you. And you have to be okay with that. You have to be okay with the fact that God knows you. Just the other day I was kind of laughing and I was like, I was thankful. Like it was a thankful kind of laugh, like a happy kind of laugh. And I was just like, thank you God for knowing me. Thank you God for knowing how much I can handle. Thank you God for knowing my capacity. And thank you God for never putting more on me than I can bear. So a lot of times I find myself or I just hear a lot of people say, Oh God, give me more, give me more, give me more. But but the truth is he would have given you more if you could handle more. So instead of worrying about what the next person is doing and looking at how much they can handle, how about we shift our focus back to the kingdom, back to God, and understand that God has given you how much you can handle. If he hasn't given you more... Is because you're not being a good steward over the few. And, again, this all just ties back into the concept of sometimes we end the race before it even begins. You say, oh, God, I don't want to do this. Or, oh, God, I'm not worthy enough. Just because you see what the next person is doing and you automatically tell yourself, I'm not going to do this race. Simply because someone else is further. They they start the race off earlier than you. Or they start the race off at the same time time as you but they get further ahead they are further ahead than you now for example if we are all at the start line and the ref yells go or the whoever started the race yells go and there are other people who are running this race and they're faster than me so they accelerate at a faster pace than me but I have to realize what pace does God want me at God may have them at a running pace, but God wants me at a different pace than those people. And I have to be okay with that. And in the book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians Chapter 9, verse 24 through 27, Paul says, Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an internal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. So I kind of just want to break this down in terms of what I mean by not disqualifying yourself from the race. So in regular races, people are running, but only one person wins. In the kingdom of God, if you, as long as you are running the way, race and we are all running it to win an eternal prize, that means we all have the possibility to win. It's not just one person is going to make it to the kingdom of God. We, if we are all running this race, we all have the possibility of winning the prize. So what comparison does, it makes you compare yourself to the next person. But if you understood that we all can win the prize and there's an eternity, right? And we all have the possibility to get there. You wouldn't compare yourself to others because, you know, at the end of the day, the end goal is the same versus in regular races is only one person who can win the prize. So, of course, you're going to sit there and compare yourself to the next person or they're faster, you know, their legs are longer or whatever the case may be. You're going to compare yourself to the next person because, you know, at the end of the day, there's only one person who can win that race. But in the kingdom of God, if we are all running this race towards the kingdom of God and we are competing for the eternal prize, there's enough for everyone. Everyone can win this race. So, I guess sometimes what the enemy does is he tries to trick us into believing that only one person can win this prize. Only one person can win in the end when the, that's a bold-faced lie. We all have the possibility in the kingdom of God to make it to eternity. So, I guess um, just like being in that posture of one, being humble. Like, humble myself to know that like, at the end of the day, this is, this is, You know, this is the race for the kingdom of God. It shouldn't matter about who has a bigger platform. It shouldn't matter about who has the most followings. It shouldn't matter about who has the people, the ears of the people the most. It shouldn't matter about that because if we are all running this race for the eternal prize and we all have the possibility to make it, all that should matter to us as believers is that we are advancing the agenda of the kingdom of God. It shouldn't matter about Who has this? Who has that? Who has this? Because in the end, we all have the same goal. Preach the good news. Help win back our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. And lead people towards the kingdom as much as we can. We all have the same end goal. So don't allow yourself to compare yourself to other people. Because in that way, now, you have now exalted what you're doing over your relationship with Christ. And if you don't understand what I mean by that is, when you begin to compare yourself, right? Now you're looking at the next person, oh, what do I what do I have? What don't I have? What do I have and what am I lacking in? What does the next person have that I don't have? And then you will begin to pursue things in order to get ahead of the next person. You will begin to pursue things in Because you want to be better than the next person when really you've missed out on the whole point of running the race in the first place. It's to get to Christ. He is the prize. I remember listening to a podcast by Just Different. And they were just basically reiterating the fact that Christ is the prize. I think sometimes as Christians, as we pursue this journey towards Christ, we forget that the main goal, the main thing that we are trying to attain during this race is Christ. He is the prize. So instead of comparing ourselves and looking at what the next person does and doesn't have, we need to focus on the fact that Christ is the prize and we all have, a, have the possibility of getting to Christ. We all have the same access at the end of the day. So as long as you are fixed and focused in your lane, fixed and focused on what God has for you, That should be enough. So back to the whole topic of not disqualifying yourself from the race. Sometimes as we're comparing ourselves, as we are watching other people, as we are doubting ourselves, as we are self-pitying ourselves and stuff like that, that can put us in this mindset that, dang, I have the possibility of not running this race. So if you already came into this race with like a losing mindset, don't you think that's going to disqualify you in the end? You already came into this with the incorrect mindset. Matthew 6.33 tells us, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Right? So it shouldn't matter about what other people are doing. It shouldn't matter about what other people have going on you got to be so focused on seeking the kingdom and his righteousness that you don't even worry about what other people are going on. Paul even says at the end of his scene, Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. It's one thing to go out there and preach the good news, this, that, and the third. But in the end, when it all comes down to it, You're not even qualified enough to win the prize of eternity. So, what was the race for? What did you win this? What were you running this race for if it wasn't Christ? What were you running this race for if it wasn't to meet your bridegroom at the wedding? What were you running this race for? If you understood the fact that everyone has a separate journey and that you are not the same as other people and that you, and you understand what path God has you on, you won't be so focused on looking at the next person. And that's like, again, because of social media and because of the standards of this generation and so on and so forth, there are things that have caused your gaze to shift from the kingdom, right? But if you... Like understand the concept of everyone God, you have everyone has their own journey with Christ you won't compare yourself your childhood is not the same as somebody else's, your generational curses may not be the same as the next person the things you went through in life aren't the same as the next person yes there are things you can relate on right, yes there are things that may be similar to what the next person went through but your life is so different from the next person Right? So, your journey with Christ is going to be separate. You got to encounter Christ for different things than the next person. Or there are even some things that you may have struggled with that are the same as the next person. By the end of the day, you have to understand that everyone has their own separate journey with Christ. You can't look at the next person and think that your journey is going to be the same. That's not how it, honestly, that's just not how it works. And don't compare your progress to the next person's progress in terms of your relationship with Christ. The Bible declares that the first shall be last and the last shall be first. So just because somebody been on this walk for 10 years with Christ and you started a year ago, that doesn't mean that they're more so ahead of you. That doesn't mean that they they're gonna have more than you do more than you be more than you don't disqualify yourself just because you feel like you're new to the faith don't disqualify yourself just because you feel like you just started this walk with christ do not disqualify yourself because you're comparing yourself to the next person's progress you don't know what they went through during their 10 years they could have fell off a dozen times so you can't sit there and look at what the next person is doing. You got to be so fixed and focused on your relationship with Christ. You got to be so fixed and focused on you seeking the kingdom that you can't even see what the next person is doing. Do you know that during racing, horse racing that they put blinders on the horses so that during the race the horses don't shift their focus off of their lane? So they don't look at the next horse. So they don't look at the lane next to them. The blinders help keep them focused. So I think sometimes as Christians, we need to have on spiritual blinders, y'all. Have your blinders on so you're not so focused on what the other people are doing. Have your blinders on and let just walk in your lane and let Christ lead you in your lane. Don't look at what the next person is doing. Be fixed and focused on what you have in front of you because what you have in front of you is, is more than enough. What you have in front of you is more than enough. The Bible even tells us don't worry about tomorrow. Worry about today. Worry about what's right in front of you because you, you, not only what you have going on is a lot for you, but imagine trying to look at the next person's lane and try to worry about what they got going on as well. That's too much for you. And again, God knows your capacity. He knows how much you're able to bear. He knows how much you're able to handle. So he's never going to sit there and give you more than you can bear. I also like the fact that Paul mentions, so I run with purpose in every step. I like this because it's just a reminder that every step that you take needs to be filled with purpose. It needs to be filled with just the fact that you are actively pursuing Christ, actively pursuing salvation, actively pursuing holiness, actively pursuing the kingdom and actively pursuing righteousness. Every step that you take should be meaningful. Like don't sit there and, and take steps that aren't even beneficial to you in the end. Because again, what good is it for you to, preach the good news and do all these things and what good is it for you to be a disciple if in the end you are disqualified from entering into eternity what good is it if in the end you yourself have lost so again take every step with purpose take everything you do seriously because like again You could be a disciple of the nations, preaching the good news, helping other people get saved, helping other people come to know Christ, helping other people encounter Christ. But all along, you didn't even take the time to tend to your own personal relationship with Christ. So be purposeful in every step. Make sure that you are following the steps that the Lord has ordered for you, because if you don't, you can begin to take meaningless steps. The Bible declares in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 through 24. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's law. So the thing is that although we are using our gifts and things of that nature and we are casting out demons and prophesying in the name of Jesus, that doesn't guarantee that we're going to win the race. The whole point of the race is to get to know Jesus. That's why it says at the end, I never knew you. The whole point of the race is that Jesus is looking for a relationship with you. Jesus is our bridegroom, and when he returns for his second coming, he is searching for a bride who is searching for him. So, yes, run the race. Yes, use your gifts. Yes, use um, whatever it is that the Lord has told you to do, right? But you got to keep in mind that the whole point of the race is to make sure that you are going to get into eternity. And to do so, you have to know who Jesus is. You have to know everything about him and you have to allow him to know you. And that can only be done through a relationship with him. He is your bridegroom. I always do this scenario. So imagine if you are walking down the aisle. The bride is walking down the aisle, right? And the groom is waiting for the bride as she comes down the aisle. But as she's walking down the aisle, her eyes are fixed and focused on everything else but the groom. Like imagine your bride walking down the aisle and she's looking at all the people who are sitting in the crowd. She's looking at the sky. She's looking at the musicians. She's looking at the bridesmaid. Um, and she's looking at all these different things when in reality, the the whole point of the wedding is for her to be fixed and focused on her bridegroom. You know what I'm saying? Like. You ever see those videos when the bride is walking down the aisle? Her eyes are literally locked with the eyes of the bridegroom. That's the same concept here. When we are walking down this aisle of life, our eyes are supposed to be fixed and focused on Christ. Again, I always say this, Matthew 6, 33 reiterates the fact that we have to seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and then everything else will be added on to us so as we are walking down this aisle of life we have to remember to keep our eyes fixed and focused on the kingdom first making sure that we are fixed and focused on what christ is trying to do in our lives through our relationship with him so i thank y'all for tuning in and just remember y'all like keep pushing keep pushing keep pushing Keep working on your relationship with Christ. It doesn't matter if you've messed up. It doesn't matter if you fell short. God will forgive you. All you have to do is get back up and try again. Get back up and try again. Every day, push, push, push for your relationship with Christ. Because in the end, he is the way, the truth, and he is the only way. So remember, y'all, just keep pushing. Do not give up. Even when all obstacles are stacked against you, do not give up. Christ is waiting for you. He is waiting for you to pursue the relationship with him. So do not count yourself out of this race by giving up. Again, what good is it for you to do all these things, cast out demons, prophesy in the name of Jesus, heal the sick in the name of Jesus, if in the end Christ will say to you, I never knew you. So do not disqualify yourself from this race by not pursuing your relationship with Christ. Thank y'all for tuning in. I hope y'all have a great one. Again, we are back every Tuesday morning, 6.30 a.m. via IG Live and Zoom for Bible Talk Tuesdays. And we are here every Thursday with a new episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. Have a good one. Bye.